1: done with the cup.
3: Greetings Earthlings. Welcome. I am running out of ways to say that we have the most incredible people on the couches next to us because we have been blessed with some magic in the last few months. And today is no exception. Mm -mm. We have Michael Bearden, who is a true maestro. Okay, he started (laughs) He started playing piano before his feet could touch the ground. Mine still can't. Clearly, his can. (laughs) Um, An accomplished two-time Emmy-nominated musical director, keyboardist, arranger, conductor, composer for a diverse range of musical superstars. And trust me, you're going to flip out when you hear just how many. But to me, he's the superstar. So after today, the last thing on your resume will be a certified astronaut. Welcome, Michael (laughs) Keaton. We love you.
2: Yes, I love you guys. We oh, really love you so much. Yes. You know,
3: we've been wanting to get you here.
2: Yes.
4: Probably like since episode one, since we, yes. we had a podcast. <laughs> yes. But Michael true. is a very busy man, mm-hmm. and we're so grateful that we, you were able to find a moment and come out here. You yes. know how much we appreciate that.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, very excited to be here.
4: We're so excited to be here. I feel like there's so much that we can talk about. But for me, I would love to hear sort of your inception story, the beginning of when you fell in love with music.
2: When I fell in love with music, wow. So ever since I can remember, I've only wanted to do music my entire existence. Even when I was a very, very young boy, my parents uh, kind of freaked out that I remembered things when I'm like three years old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just like, how do you remember that? And I, really, I really don't know how I do. But even then, um, the whole world was music to me. Mm -hmm. so like just going outside and hearing the birds that sounded like music to me car horns sound like chords to me Mm. uh everything was rhythmic like if you're in the car of course like when's your wipers that feels like you know that's rhythm but just everything in it and i would just go to like my family and my brothers just like y'all don't hear that i thought i was a weird kid (laughs) kid because everything sounds like Sounded like music to me for as long as I can remember. So mm. my first earliest memory of music was the babysitter at the time. Used to play Aretha Franklin all the time.
5: Ooh.
2: And we would be running around the house and she would put that on probably because we were driving her crazy. <laughs> uh, and then for me, though, when I heard that voice, I would just sit down and mm. just listen. Mm. And like, what is this? Um, so that was my earliest memory of music, and to be able to grow up and actually play with her was.
3: And you grew up in Chicago, right? I
2: grew up on the South Side of Chicago, mm. born and raised.
3: Do you think that influenced your Absolutely. musical journey?
2: Absolutely. So my parents used to have like little parties and stuff with you know what I call my godparents and their friends, and so they would just be playing like Motown and just like, like a lot of different types of music.
3: Everybody and, that you were about to work with. <laughs> I, <never knew. laughs> I had no idea that I was about to Your work colleagues. with. Your colleagues.
2: Yes, but just it was always music in the house. Mm. Uh, and they always played it. And they weren't musicians. They just loved music.
4: That was my. going to be my question. Uh, yeah. You're the only musician in the family?
2: Uh, actually, no. My brother, my younger brother plays guitar still mm. to to this day. I mean, he doesn't do it for a living. Yeah um we all grew up playing something you know nice. my, I'm, my father's an artist like a painter and oh yeah so I come from that lineage it's just like
3: you paint too right no <laughs> <laughs> I no. did not get
2: I always say I it's didn't, like
3: I paint in sound Emily sound. well that's it <laughs>
2: tones like yeah. my, my dad says that because he gets mad because it's like I didn't get that gene <laughs> like my whole my nephew my brothers paint like everybody paints or draws or do you know, does something like that I just never got the hang of that, hmm. um, but I was always around. It was always an easel. We still easel in my, in my parents' house right now. Wow. My dad working on something. Wow, he that still paints. So cool. Oh yes.
3: Wow. Oh yes,
2: he does. He doesn't stop. So.
3: You know, so you fell in love with music. When did you actually start playing instruments?
2: I started playing instrument. Probably when I was like five or six years old. And my mom tells the story really well, so I won't, I won't butcher it. But my dad, my dad sort of kind of forced us to play. Oh. She's <laughs> just like, you're going to learn instruments and you're going to play bro. So they kind of chose it for me. Yeah. Did
4: you always start with piano?
2: I started with piano. Mm. Uh, and they, they got a piano from, from somewhere, which is still in the basement of my parents' oh, home, actually. Wow. And um, so I call her my godmom, but my mom's best friend um still to this day it's just like my second mom she taught me like the basics because she learned in the church I think uh then after they saw I was serious then they started to me more like professional help yeah and all that but so
5: mm.
2: once I started I just it just hit me like immediately yeah like piano was it I have a photo somewhere maybe we'll share it later but yeah. It hit me immediately. Like I just, I just. The didn't bug
3: stop. you caught it. That
2: was it. That was it. <laughs> my mom was like,
3: "Go outside! Like go outside and play!"
2: <laughs> like regular kid outside. <laughs> I'm not a regular kid. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what I do. It's like I would be on that thing after school or something, for literally all oh, my weekends, eight hours. Wow. No, until just sit wow. there, maybe go eat.
3: So you put in your ten thousand hours before you were yeah. ten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Like so. As far as th- them being supportive, you know, God bless them because you know, you don't you don't wake up and just know how to play. Yeah, no. So you sound awful a lot.
4: <laughs> yes. When
2: you're very young and then I used to have oh, little bands God. come up in, in the house and play. And I'm sure we sounded horrible. But my mom just let us as she says, practice there. Oh. Um, and it was funny, I was leading bands at like 10 years old My I didn't gosh. even know that it was called a music director or whatever they wow. were just like you seem to know what you're doing why don't you tell us what to do so I was like okay you play this and you play like I was like." so
3: you almost did it at, you almost learned how to play and mean, how he was to arranging with direct. windshield wipers
2: I learned how to MD when I was like 10 years old wow because I was leading the OG MD <laughs>
3: that should be your DJ name yeah. I, mean, I was, I was leading the
2: leading neighborhood kids and you know bands that I had when I was that young yeah
3: do you remember the names of any of those bands oh,
2: yeah the name of the bands <laughs> you want me to embarrass myself <laughs> yes
3: well one <laughs>
2: one band we had was called Magic
3: oh, oh okay what's wrong with that nothing's wrong yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and my my dad still has a poster that we made like with a photo of us so i wish i had that photo that is super cool they still have that photo
4: i want to see that on or off the podcast yeah <laughs>
2: yes maybe i'll find it or have them send it to me That's So cool. i'm so little like on my little keyboard with oh. the whole band around us um i forget the name of some of
3: them you played covers or originals
2: originals and covers wow Ooh. originals and covers. who was
4: writing the music
2: uh we were that's a good question i don't know how i think we were like all kind of tag team at
4: this at the same time yeah at the same
2: time so we just make up make up stuff and you know we started that but you know the the hours that i spent on the on the piano by myself i would just always make up stuff too Mm. so i guess that's just when you start composing i guess just like make up make up things and i learned how to play by ear Uh, I used to ask for sheet music all the time, and mom was like, "We're not going out to buy the sheet music." Wow! So she put the radio on the piano. I was like, "Here's your sheet music." Yeah, learn how to play. Learn how to play this. And so then I just started picking out chords and stuff. Like, okay, how do you do this? You just listen and you learn how to play. And so i listened Massive ear training. Supreme ear training. Yeah. Yes
3: incredible yeah. talk about music theory okay so magic finishes their headlining tour you, <laughs>
2: in the basement of in my the parents basement
3: home. yeah live from the basement yes. rock out and then you decide you want to be serious about music so you pursue it yes how did that go
2: um how did that go <laughs> so i guess
3: what do you mean it was 20 years ago yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> like high school age um I started really getting serious. Like the, the the high school that I went to, you had the audition to get in, mm. so it's like it was it was academic, but it was like music and art too. Oh, Dad like went me. to an art school. So yeah. I made my own tape in the most crude way possible with two tape recorders. So Fire. I played the drums first, and then I put a bass line on with that tape, and then I put keyboards on. Wow! Yeah, Michael plays everything. Guitar on, and so by by the time the tape, you know, if you do the bounce thing, the tape. <laughs>
5: So it like that. But
2: I sent it in, and the band director liked it. And um, I got in, but he put me in the B band first. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'll just learn when I get here. I was in the B band for like a half a semester. And he put me in the A band. Yeah,
3: that happened to Mike League from Snarky. And he's like, all the B bands are actually the A bands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they got to work. they were hungry. That, is that because
2: you're hungry? So yeah. then, then he put me in the A band. But from there... In D.C., I found out that there was a lot of kids like me in their respective towns Mm. that were like very talented. I was like, "Oh man, I need, I got a lot more work to do Mm. because there's a lot of talented people." Yeah. So I just really, I think my training really happened when I was in college. It's just Mm. learning how to gig and do stuff. Like I was going to class, but I would be in the clubs till like three in the morning, playing. So then I would have an 8 o'clock class. A lot of times I missed. Yep.
3: <laughs> but, oh, no. but, but you were in another class in yes, a way.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, you went to Berkeley, so you know you know what that lifestyle is like. Just yeah. playing, gigging, going to school.
3: Almost more valuable to be at the shows and to it's, be in it's class. Almost, sure. It's
2: almost more valuable. I mean, there's a lot of things that I learned in school, once again, like I said, that I still use. But just to be in the boots on the ground learning how to do what you do, you that's invaluable. You just you just can't like. Still to this day, the stuff that I do, I learned when I was in school. Yeah. Like the stuff learning. that you
4: do. I don't think it should be classified as stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no
3: thanks. Oh, just guys. wait. We just wait until you people hear. Yeah, right? you hear? I, uh, yeah. Just just buckle in. Uh, which before we actually get to that part, I want to just list Absolutely. some of the names because that would be crazy. But before then, I've been meaning to ask you this okay. because oh. this to me was a looming thing within the music. Like if you out there in the entertainment world or if it appeals to you, whether it's music or TV, anything like that, one of the things that I heard people constantly at that stage in the college stage is, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to turn this passion and this talent that I've now dedicated four years to or five years to, however much you do, into income? Yes. And a lot of people that I knew either didn't make it to graduation because the opportunity came along and they're like, well, now's my moment.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Or they graduated and had a great time in college, but then had to completely pivot and are now doing a completely unrelated job and music as a hobby. So I'm wondering if at that stage, obviously very different times, but nobody better than you. Like, do you have, what did you do? And do you have any advice for where to jump off from a artistic education college level?
2: That's such a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so great. I think I was very lucky to have the kids around me who were hustlers. Mm. And learn like, so there's a drummer, a uh, friend of mine who always had his drum set in his car.
5: Wow. And he would,
2: like, literally he would go to class. Like, <laughs> I'm about to go to a gig. So I would ask him, like, where are you gigging and what are you doing? And so I was very lucky to have these hustler mentality kids around me where I wanted to do what they did. And so I learned how to earn money while I was in school. Got so it. when it came time to leave, like, so I was with a band that was very popular. We used to play in Georgetown a lot. And used to be lines down the block to see Ooh. us. And, like, it was, it was a really great band. But I didn't want to just stay with the band. Yeah. I wanted to like you know they they were happy with like opening for the artists which is nothing wrong with that which is cool but I just wanted to play with the artists like I just saw a bigger vision for me sure um, not that they didn't and they were great and all of that and it was definitely great because we we're making money and getting popular and then you're learning your craft and you you right. know every every weekend especially uh, during the week too um, people will come see us but so I put everything that I owned into a U-Haul. That's how long ago this was. Wow. Uh, And moved to New York. I didn't know a soul. I have one of my friends who was in the jazz band with with me. He had friends in New York. He's like, yeah, somebody's renting a room. I was like, I'll take it.
3: What spurred the move? Didn't see it. No fear.
2: No fear. It was a three-story walk up, no kitchen, sharing a bathroom with a family down the hall. Wow. But I was in New York. Yeah. And I just wanted to be there. I moved all the stuff up, even my road, my heavy-ass roads,
0: all oh, all man. the way up the stairs by
2: myself because I was supposed to be there at a certain time, but I didn't make it in time. So they no nobody was there to help me. So I didn't want to leave my stuff, like I didn't want to move to New York and all my stuff get stolen. Like yeah, I, I had to move everything up by stuff. myself. It was, But I, I didn't care because I was in New York. Yeah. And then I just, the next day, I just hit the ground running, like going to the jam sessions, signing up for stuff, trying to get put on, just for somebody to hear me play
5: yeah.
2: and just hustle. And I struggled a lot, but every now and then I would get a gig or something. Uh, and then uh, one day, a friend of mine who was working with this flautist, very famous flautist named Herbie Mann, uh, was coming to town and playing with Herbie. He's a drummer from Baltimore, and so I sent a message down to the club, you know, for him to hit me up. Nobody gets that message like a like a busboy or somebody was oh like my yeah, I'll get the, oh, the the front of house carrier p- pigeon yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, whatever, so I wasn't thinking anything of it, and then he called he actually got the message and called me like, you what are you doing in New York? I'm like, I live here now, <laughs> He's like, come down to the club' I'm like, I don't have any money. Uh, he's like, I got you, we come down um, and long story short i i'm I'm watching the gig, I'm there at the gig, and musicians can tell like when the when an artist is sort of kind of beefing with with somebody mm. on stage like you can uh, tell yeah. if it's, something's not something not right yeah something you can also
4: tell if something's a little too right
5: yeah. oh, <laughs> no. oh no jermaine you know, <laughs> you
2: know you know and so the, the her being the guitar player there's some kind of vibe going on so i after the show i asked what's going on it's like i don't know they they're kind of beefing or something so and then he said, like, hold on a minute. And so then he introduced me to Herbie. He's like, this is my friend. He plays keyboards. You should really hear oh, him.
3: Wow. And
2: Herbie goes, do you know my music? And I'm like, I um. can.
3: <laughs> he's like, you're like, give me two hours.
2: Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to play in Baltimore next week. Come down. I'll give you an audition. I went down where they live. They They rehearsed me. I learned as much music as I could. And he came, he gave me an audition, we played two songs. I never will forget this, he went over his suitcase, he pulled out like a, a calendar and he just started calling off dates. No. Such and such, we're gonna be in Kansas City. Wow. Such and such, we're gonna be in Hawaii. And, wow. and I, I'm like, does that mean I have a gig, Mr. Man? He just kept talking. Oh
5: my and my <laughs>
2: friends were like, oh, I think you better write this down. <laughs> and that's how I got that gig. And, wow. and from Oof. there, it just took off.
3: From there, I'm going to tell you <laughs> before we start hearing some of those stories. We need
4: to add Epic Storyteller to the I'm just going to
3: gonna read off some of these names that I'm assuming. I mean, it started way before this, but the <laughs> story's about opens. to get. No, yeah, the list opens. I'm interested
2: to hear this myself. The
3: <laughs> list opens and there's another list that I'm sure he can add to this list. Oh, for all sure. All right. Okay, It's some what, of, over
4: 500 artists you've worked with?
2: It's 500 now. We keep a list.
3: Nice. It's All right, just, guys. So we're going to be here now. for three hours just reading names. <laughs> here we go. No. no okay, anymore. these are some of the artists that Michael has worked with and continues to work with sting santana whitney houston lionel richie shaka khan patty austin james ingram Patti labelle george benson Boz skaggs lenny kravitz mm-hmm. luther vandross roberta mm-hmm. flack shania twain mm-hmm. isaac hayes aaron neville mm-hmm. cindy lopper nancy wilson queen david mm-hmm. crosby stevie wonder uh-huh. john fogarty liza Minnelli, neil young actually wrote some music for neil young right Bonnie Raitt, Elton John, Aretha Franklin, that same Aretha mm. that you heard as a kid, Ray Charles, mm. then musical director for Madonna, Rod Stewart, the greatest in the world, Michael Jackson, mm. Christina Aguilera, Ariana Grande, Ricky Martin, Destiny's Child, Brandy, India Ari, wow. Fantasia, Ashanti, John Mayer, <laughs> Faith Evans, Brian McKnight, Natasha Bedingfield, <laughs> Nelly Furtado, Joss Stone, Usher, Keisha Cole, Angie Stone, J-Lo, Mary J. Black, Lady Gaga, D'Angelo, and more.
2: Wow. Wait a minute. Whoa,
3: whoa. (laughs) That's the applause, Michael.
2: That's applause. Whoa, whoa,
3: wow, wow, wow. 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 Wow.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for.
0: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
3: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. and stories like a good neighbor state farm is there listen to new episodes of your favorite my cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts
1: hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call
3: So you had you were busy after that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can I know, just say what a pleasure it was to hear her list those names and watch you?
2: You know what? Because I ne- the only reason I even know that it's five hundred is because I had to do something fairly recently where we had to to um, count count. And, and and we do keep a list and I was just like, wow, it's five hundred now. It's not, it's not and I learned this from Quincy a long time ago. Mm. That I just I just don't sit around and just like listen to stuff that I'm on. If it's some like if something comes on the radio, I'll hear it, oh yeah. That's where I was when I recorded that. That's cool. Wow. But I don't listen to the records that I do. I don't look at the videos and you know the concerts and the mm. and the things. It's just moving forward yes. for me. And so I very very rarely will sit back and listen to the names or like just listening to that was was quite impressive. Yes. Even, even for yes. me. And what's impressive about it is is not just the, you know, the quality and you know the legendary right. list of, of it all is the variety of it all mm. because when i was growing up i listened to jackson five of course mm. my, my favorite but then it was james brown but then it was elton then it was credence clearwater mm. revival and then it was uh jim croce and Oof. then it was led Neither zeppelin and then it me. was earth wind and fire like it was like all mixed up i didn't know you had to segregate music i thought yeah. music was just it's I thought music reach. was just music, so I learned how to play all of it.
3: And now you're doing Enigma in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> and the Josh show. The uh, Yeah, well,
2: that's we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh I was in Gaga's dressing room when I first started working with her years ago. Oh, it's been 11 years I've been with her
3: now. Wow, uh,
2: that's a while wow for Dang. me.
3: She's not letting you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's so she's so amazing. Yeah. And just as, just a beautiful human being. Um, but I was in her dressing room and she had like all these records in her room, and so I'm just going through them, and then Eliza record was there, <gasps> and she was listening to it. And I and I would go to her. Wow. I think she was getting glammed up. I said, "Read the credits on this record."
4: <gasps> no. And
2: she opened it and she was reading them, and she looked at me. She was like, "What? <laughs> 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 You're playing piano on this record?" I've been listening to this record for oh, so man. long, and I didn't even know that was my music director play, You know, it was just like, it's, I, it's just so funny.
3: I was uh, going to say, one of the, you obviously have a whole world live on stages and are, mm-hmm. have been MD and director and producer for some of the biggest shows, the Oscars, the Emmys, Quincy's yes. show. There's just like so many things. But also, you have recorded on some of the most some of the most impactful songs ever, ever in the world. So, and by the way, I just want to say that list of names, you know what I think is pretty amazing about it? Mm-hmm. That all those legends have one thread through them all. It's you. you. Literally. It's true. Who else can really say that they can, you know, you say that you diversify, that why do you have to pick? That's exactly what you did. You're a thread through jazz and pop, and it's, it's really freaking cool. So... Wow! I never even thought of it like see, that. Yeah, there you go. We but did. I want I want I want you to share some of the stuff that you've played on recordings of that that have been your favorite.
2: Wow! Um, one song that everybody knows, and I'm one of the keyboard players on, is "I Will Always Love You." Whitney.
5: Woo!
2: Uh, and it was never heard of that I, song. I've never heard of that song. <laughs> David cool. Foster, the great David Foster, yeah. produced it, and um, you know me and Bet Sussman were, were, were Nip's keyboard players, Whitney. Yeah, Nip's the, keyboard players at that time, and so it was the band that recorded it. Wow! Um, and when we when we were there, uh, we recorded it in, here in Miami, actually.
5: Wow! Uh,
2: and um when it was going down, like you had the headphones on, we we're just playing. You know, Ricky Lawson, the drummer, got mm-hmm. rest his soul. Um, Kirk Whalen, um, the whole band, and we all were just like, and Nip was singing, and we just all were like, oh. <laughs> like we could, feel, we could feel it we could feel it we we just sometimes you just know you just
3: know you we know. didn't know to
2: what extent that that song was would hit. she
3: redo like the vocals and just sing like as a guide after or were those the vocals
2: those were the vocals wow. wow i'm not sure what david did afterwards uh and i think we did it maybe two more times after that but i think the first thing that that we did is what you hear. Wow, uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's what happened.
3: That's wow. amazing.
2: Um, that's one. And then there's there's some you know my, one of my childhood heroes was a friend, Herbie Hancock. I did a record Oof. with with him. Like you know, Herbie plays every keyboard you can ever play. <laughs> <laughs> and to be asked to play keyboards on the record with him. Tell
4: me, a bedtime story was the first jazz oh, song I ever played on violin. Is that right? Yep. No. Shut up.
2: No, I didn't play. Like oh, I'm <laughs>
4: <you're
5: kidding. laughs> no, no. was no, to throw No. Up
2: no, no. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that's one of my all-time favorite songs ever in life. Uh, tell me a bedtime story. His version and Quincy's version. Oh <sighs>
3: Quincy. Yeah. Damn. Quincy's
2: Quincy. version. And so yeah, those are those are things that I learned when I was very young as oh, a kid. So that's cool. one of my favorite.
4: Oh, we man. I have a little something here. For you oh, oh now that
3: he's talking about now that
4: you're talking about some of the people that you've been with I would love to show you these photographs all the way from Earth into outer space <laughs>
5: <Yeah>! <laughs>
3: you
4: can't even hear the sound and they're perfect, perfect.
3: <laughs> You're hired
4: Maybe you could share a little bit about what you what you remember what was going on in this photo okay? All right. Yeah. This one, uh, we've got a picture here with someone that we don't really know goes by the name of Madonna.
2: Oh, <laughs> M.
4: That's funny. That's what we call you. Now, so many Ms all No. so many Ms.
2: <laughs> so this particular photo was at Madonna's house and we were having a party. It was like my first if I'm not mistaken, it was my first tour with her. Yeah. In like 93. Mm. That that was at Madonna's house. I can't tell you
3: <laughs> what happened in the party? I can't
2: tell you why she's hugging me. Oh,
3: okay. I okay. can't tell you that. Okay, oh, okay. That's that's secret. That's okay. a very
2: maybe off camera I guess. Off right. camera, <laughs> fine, fine. That's Shit. a very secret thing. Okay. Um, but that's at that that's at M's house.
4: There's an but, incredible video oh, of uh, your time with her that we found. we so perfect like, time, so crazy. Uh oh.
3: Let's see. Now that we're <laughs> talking about Madonna, this is this is epic because I think it, I believe she was on Letterman. Mm-hmm.
4: Do you know what we're talking about? Oh, ah! my How does he have the buttons He's so memorized?
3: Good. How? So I'm gonna play <laughs> this audio for you guys to hear, and you can look up the video, but I want to hear about this this situation here.
5: I would love to go to it. I'm inviting you,
3: aren't you friends with Michael? Michael Bearden, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. He's my my musical. Your musical, yeah, he's the greatest, too. Yeah. You should give him a raise. (laughs) I'd love to go. Well, he's just if he's worth it. He's going
4: to be severely punished for that. Did they
5: tip you off
4: about
3: because you're the cyber cowboy. But Dave, I would- <laughs> Did you ever get
2: that raise? <laughs> oh my gosh! How do y'all get this? Like so, what was so great about that is that um, Paul Schaefer, who's a dear friend, I used to sub for him a lot on Letterman. Wow! Right? Just the nicest dude ever. That's
3: awesome. Yeah. Quincy's like that too. I feel. Oh, oh like my the gosh! Best I love dude. that man. All the greats are like just the best people. Just the best. Like- you know, it's
2: just really. I'm just. I love this so much. Mm. I love music so. Like, I have never done anything else in my life. Like uh, you know, I maybe had some summer jobs as a kid, but I never. My entire adult life, I have never had a job. Like I never had a punch clock and do, all that. Do, I've only done music my whole entire life.
4: Oh. Yeah. All right. I have two more for Uh-oh. you. Last We've
2: one's
4: got My favorite. You. <laughs>
2: oh, that's Last man. one's my
4: favorite too. You and Whitney Houston.
2: Don't laugh at the gear. No,
3: no please. You're
2: <laughs> so, so
4: cute in all of them. Yeah.
2: That's, uh, me and Nip, oh but so God. Nip was like my first big gig that I got, and um, and I can't tell this story because I am writing a book.
3: Yeah. So some keep, of the stuff keep I'm, for the book, keep some, I can't wait book. for the documentary. Some of the stuff
2: I want to save, um, but I will say this, and people will ask me how, oh, but Whitney kind of saved my life. Ah. Oh. When I got that gig, I needed that gig.
3: Read the book to find out why.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I won't go into that here and so but you
3: guys had a great relationship really to say. great
2: like she's like i have a photo and I'm, I'm surprised you didn't find it where nip is like i'm carrying her on my back oh and my we're, goodness like we're running around like one of her little nephews was chasing her and i was like
3: get on my back oh. and then i was like like
2: and so seems
3: like she was a very playful soul oh
2: my gosh she was especially then she was she like it to feel like family around mm. her. And we were all, huh, I will tell some of this story. Like, so playful, like, we used to have the most outrageous water balloon fights. <laughs> And water gun oh fight ever like after the gig like we were really mad. we messed up a hotel one time where they kicked oh, us out. Oh, hilarious!
4: I think they kicked
2: us out like like because we were filling. It was a water fountain, like a fountain in front of the hotel. We were we were like oh. filling up, <laughs> just going around the hotel, messing each other. Give me like, ideas, like <laughs> nip. But I
5: know
2: nip. Like she was playful. We just used to have a good time. Mm. We rolled with her. We hung with her. Like you know, we were young. All young at the time, and she was on top of the world at that time. This yeah. is the Super Bowl time when she sang the anthem and all that. Oh we my God! There. Best anthem ever. It was yeah. It was it was that time. It was yeah. that era, and so she was just on top of the world, and we we were along for the ride with her, and she wanted us there. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. And that was that was that was a great time. I really love that photo. Oh um, wow! Yeah. This is my personal favorite. Uh oh. What is this? Yeah. yeah. What is that?
4: What is that? All right, you fi- do you see you? Have you do you okay, fi- find me. you uh-huh. now? Who's who's playing oh. guitar? <laughs> tell the people, tell the people.
2: Yes,
4: it's a photo so, of the time we met.
2: Yes, so M, um, Kenny Ortega, was the director of this, but he was also the director of This Is It, which is the f- um, the name of the tour, which is now a film that yeah. we created uh, with with MJ. And um, he called me to do this show, this Hocus Pocus reunion. It was yeah, like the 25th
3: anniversary.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And um, and even before they told me who all the other artists were, Kenny goes, I'm going to have Emily. <laughs> Emily is my goddaughter and oh, blah, blah, blah. Like okay. he just he just just sang your praises oh. so much even before I met you. That's scary. And then you came <laughs> on stage. Um, in rehearsal, and I was just like, Okay, play everything. Why don't you? (laughs) Like, she plays percussion, then she gets on the guitar, and then she sings. I was just like, Okay, yes, you are Gloria (laughs) Emilio's daughter.
3: I've never, you made me feel so comfortable, and I was so excited and very intimidated.
5: But, no way,
3: yeah, I mean. Listen, sure. the moment that you meet you, you, you know, that will go away because you can tell that you just want to like spread the joy and the music mm-hmm. and just make everybody have a good time. But it's definitely an intimidating environment. And you made me feel so safe and like went with my ideas and we had a great time. And yeah, I loved it. It was, it it was, was so great. It was,
2: one of, it was one of the highlights of that show to me.
3: Oh, thank you. We'll, no, cu- it, it, we'll cut that out. Just kidding. <laughs> no, keeping it really it Do you feel like like gaga has pushed you out of your comfort zone of course
2: like you know i've learned a lot from her and she's learned a lot from me mm-hmm. uh the great and beautiful thing about her is she's she's open to everything first of all she has reverence for everything that came before her mm. which is unique to me with younger artists yes. because you know as we as we when we started talking a lot of times the older generation and i'm not this because i'm not nostalgic in that way where get off my lawn like you do it the way we do it i don't right like car like cars don't sound the same yeah. phones don't sound the same right. the world doesn't sound the same so mm. why do you mm. why do you <laughs> like so so with with, with lg um She's just open and she has already this reverence. And then she's an old soul. I mean, she was singing a lush life at 13. Yeah, K, yeah.
4: Like, I mean, she's a musician. And she's a, and musician. She's a yeah. musician. And that's
2: the that's the speak can that you can, She's yeah. a musician. She's so much of a musician. She's more of a musician than a lot of people realize. Oh, piano. Oh, I see it. I was so we did this commercial once um where she's dueling herself. Like it's she's in a black outfit and she's in a white outfit and it's dueling pianos, right? And so I was, I was arranging some things that I wanted her to play that she asked me to do. And one was like a Mozart piece. Mm. Uh, it was like these dueling things that we were going to do. And so I, I'm recording it for her, and I'm doing some things. And she comes to the studio, and I put the sheet music in front of her. I was like, this part is a little tricky right here, but I just want you to just do like this little five seconds of it. She said, what part? Oh, this and she's Ooh, just like, she just it. killed it. Oh, yeah. Like, come in off the street, take the glasses off. What part are you talking about? And it, it kills, kills it. it. And I'm looking at her like, that was a moment where I learned something. Mm. I was just like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. and then i now i know that i can push her a little more that yeah. way and then she'll she'll hear my ideas and then she'll go okay i hear you but what if we do this you know like this feels more like me and then, so it's both i was like i hear you but i think you can do this yeah mm-hmm. and then she'll be like okay i'll try and i'll be like okay i'll hear and then we'll, we'll come to our little compromise you know she has her things that she wants to do and that'll be that yeah. And as a music director, you just let that happen. Yeah. But then there's things that I hear with all my artists and the, where you're trying to go. And it's like, okay, I hear that, but this is a better way that you can yeah. get there. Mm. All roads lead to Rome. And that's, mm. that's, exactly, that's exactly right. There's no one way to do it. So as long as you, as, so I'm, I'm quoting Quincy a lot. There mm-hmm. might be a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you allow love to happen and love to, mm-hmm. to, to enter the room, um, and it's not about you, cause it's never about you anymore. Mm. The music is always bigger. Yes, yes. the For music sure. or... shouldn't be about you. It should not be.
3: If no. it is, then you gotta.
4: You're just the vehicle, the vessel through which the music yes. communicates to the world. Yes,
3: you're you're like a healer. I've seen videos of both Gaga and MJ, like in rehearsal, like BTS videos that have come out where they're talking to the band, like very politely and all with love, but like. This sound, I hate this sound. <laughs> <laughs> the bass is making me want to die. Now, now, see, without
2: mentioning artists' names, <laughs> there are some that w- are that are not like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That sure. that just scream. Mean. And yeah. And me, and I never, as a music director, I never wanted to take on that thing. Yeah. MJ was probably the most, the kindest mm. artist. the and most, he would say to me. And I would get it. He would just go, like, if something happened that he didn't like, and he stopped us, that can't happen again.
3: <laughs> that can't happen again. And he that was, was a perfectionist. That
2: was, that was his thing. That can't happen again. Now he would say that to me. Or if it was something that he didn't like, <clears throat> he would just tell you. Man. But also, as a as a music director, if you hire me to do that job, I'm going to do that job. So there's, I've never been a sick fan in my life. Mm. I've never Love been, that. like, like. A yes person, mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't like whack stuff. Like, so if it's if, <laughs> if it's whack, I'm just gonna be like, uh, excuse me,
3: that's a shirt. you don't like whack. Stuff. I don't,
2: I don't. And so I, I i did a I did a movie that just came out recently. It's called Outlaw Johnny Black. I'm oh, where you're playing piano? I'm playing. Well, I'm playing piano in the film. I have a a, a small role in the film. I asked them to, yeah, do. yeah, I also. I also, you know, just some scoring mm-hmm. on the film, and so, but. Michael Jai White, who's the star, we just had the premiere before I flew out here, and he was just like, "I'm gonna brag about you a little bit," and he was naming my credits and stuff. And he was like, "You seen the movie? This is it. It's it's way, well, yeah. He's arguing with Michael Jackson. Oh my <laughs> God, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not arguing with MJ. I'm just like telling him what I <laughs> Yeah, like, tell telling him, him what's what up? I think. Yeah. And we're just going back and forth. That's all. It is not an argument. No. What they don't see on camera is him coming to me, going, "Okay, you're right. right. I love but that, you, you." But you imagine
4: that somebody at that level—if mm-hmm. he had any issue with you or he didn't have respect for you—he probably wouldn't even be listening to what you had to say. Oh, of course. It was mutual.
2: That's that's absolutely right. And that—I mean—I wouldn't have been there. Yeah. I would have been gone. He
3: was also a musician's musician exactly. and from, since pretty much when he was born, right? So I'm sure that that environment for him was like.
2: Yeah, like that that's all he's ever done. Right, like exactly. He, I mean, if you if you hear him sing "Who's Loving You," he he recorded that at ten years old. He was ten when he recorded that. So and Smokey song. Smokey has said in public, and he has told us privately that when they told him that the Jackson was going to sing his song, yeah. he was just like, "Well, who's going to sing the lead?" Mm. And they were like Michael. He's like, "This little yeah. this boy's going to sing." And then and Smokey has said that he can't imagine anybody else singing it better.
5: Wow.
2: He's like, because you absolutely feel that he lost that love yeah. at 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's no comparison for MJ There, because the conditions don't exist to create him again. Mm-hmm. There's only one MJ. Yeah. He's one of one. There is nobody close.
3: Yeah. That's and, it. And what a yeah. gift that you guys were able to capture that, maybe subconsciously, you know, I don't know, knowing on some way how important this is, it was going to be you know mm. because that kind of ended up being the tour
0: you know that? because
3: you know right. that's the way in which we that weren't part of those rehearsals in that process got to see it and enjoy it. i tell people all the time you know when i watch that i've seen it so many times it's so powerful and so important and i can continue to go back to it mm. when i miss the music or i miss you know the show because mm-hmm. it feels like you got to see what the show maybe you know what it would have been like and it was Amazing.
2: Yeah, it was. It was going to be, and I'm not going to talk too much about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I haven't watched it since we did it. I know, wow. Totally. Yeah. But I'm. I'm. I am one of the the creators of that film, along with Kenny and Travis. Yeah.
5: Uh,
2: and so I know every frame. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to. I don't need yeah, to watch it, watch it. in your <laughs> head. I, I lived it. Uh. But but what you said is so important um, for the audience to know is for for Kenny and Travis and I that was more of an honor project mm-hmm. than a glory project for mm. us so it was about taking that footage that existed and crafting it from it from what existed um, into a film that the fans could just actually see what was going on and where we were going to mm. and the thing about mj is i don't think anybody is not a lot of people. Of course, the people who work with him have. But I don't think a lot of people have seen him as a work in progress.
5: Mm-hmm. They've always seen
2: him complete
5: mm-hmm. and always seen him
2: done. Because he's always on the stage and right. he's he's done. But you never saw what it took
3: wow. to, get
2: there. to get there. Even
3: in rehearsal, it was just
2: on. A lot of people didn't. Think, and now was the thing. He was rehearsing like he finished the show.
3: I like the whole standard of rehearse like if you're going to play. You that, know, absolutely. Like rehearse, yeah. like like if you're already there, because then, for me at least, when you get to the performance, you can enjoy and like connect and like yes. let loose a little more, yes. like relax a little bit more. That's
2: right. That's right. A lot of a lot of the bands that I rehearse, I rehearse them so much and some like it, some don't. Um, but they don't understand why, and the reason why is what you just said once you get to the place, then you can actually connect and give, and then hopefully the audience gives back then you get some kind of reciprocity mm-hmm. loop going, and that way you're not thinking about it. It's just second nature yeah. and you just you're just playing and like i I could tell my a lot of my artists um that I work with. I told Gaga this the other day before we um we doing our jazz show in Vegas right now. Um, let's go move some souls.
5: Mm. That's what I
2: like to say all the time before we go out. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Let's go do that. And, um, because that's what we're doing. Mm. That's what we're there for.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the
0: win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby. But you got this. and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
2: We don't need to rehearse. We know it. Mm-hmm. We know, like everything is there. Let's go feel what they're feeling. Let's give them. Let's move along together and see what we can do and move some souls. Some people. This will be the only show they ever see.
3: Mm. True. That's so true.
2: And so you have to think about how the people feel. They they got time to get babysitters and they they bought their tickets to Vegas and you know they got they went to Dent, like so many things that they do to sit in that chair it's true we rehearse and we and we we learn our music but you got to you have to you have to understand who you're playing for mm. a lot of these people will never see another show again or maybe this is the only show they can see you know for for a while like so
3: or even their first show or their first show or who knows we might not be able to see a show for years like happened to us last time exactly
2: yeah when the zombie apocalypse hit. (laughs) (laughs) and so you have to the the point is you just have to give every time to them no matter how many times you've done it Mm. but for me that's the fun part because i want to see what was what new is going to happen tonight
3: yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i love live music too if you're playing back a button it's always going to be the same but yeah. if you if you're playing so, sometimes i've been in situations with groovy in the jam band that i grew up playing in that usually that'll be a 20 minute arrangement of a song that's four minutes long because we're just like we're on a journey let's that, see that's where right. it
2: goes right it's
4: truly collaborative in a live scene it's
2: a lot it's a lot collaborative and a lot of that has gone away because of You know the expediency of these apps and everything that's going on they've taken music out of schools so like kids don't play instrument a lot of kids don't play instruments some do some do this like i don't i don't want to be get off my lawn again no no. i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) and
4: we'll happily do it but it's
2: it's not as promoted as when we were younger you know where you just had the instruments around to even be curious about playing them it's just not there anymore and you know I have some views on why they've done it, but I won't go into, into that. But it's <laughs> the just the
3: aliens. No, I'm
2: <laughs> no, it's you know, it can it can get political sometimes, but yeah. yeah, Um, that I think that's a that's a challenge. Even if you don't go into what we do for a living, mm-hmm. you should still have that access so you can appreciate.
3: Yeah, what I think do. everyone should draw. we were talking about this, remember?
4: <laughs> or have some kind of creative outlet. It was funny because I don't know where it was that we were. Emily and I were somewhere. And we tend to keep the company of fellow artists. Yes. It's not intentional. We don't seek it out. It just right. it's what happens. Right. So we were somewhere, and we really wanted to play and sing something. And we were like in shock because they didn't have a guitar. Right. They didn't have any musical Nothing. instrument. Right. And we were like, you have no?
3: Nothing. That one? What not one?
4: Why do you play music? What, with? Yeah. Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> right.
4: what do you do? You know, like, And Emily and I are people who, we live in a fairly small house, mm. and we had to decide one day if we wanted a dining table or M's piano. She plays that thing every day. Yes. the decision was made. Yeah, we we're it. eating on the piano. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. I
2: love like, it. I mean, it's that feels normal to me. Yeah,
4: us, t- us too. That's but just
2: normal, and I don't. It's, it's just, and you know what's funny, and I, I'm sure you you've noticed, music is the only place that that can happen. Meaning, so like a lot of people who do this and have not done the the foundational work and the fundamental work Mm. and then get upset that they don't have a number one hit or a number like and and they feel entitled that they should Mm. have it music and but then you don't know enough about the craft right to even complain about it so music is one of the few um disciplines where you can do that like you can't be a doctor Yes. And not know what a stethoscope is. Right. Like yes. you can't be a dentist and not know what a drill. Like yeah. oh, whatever the basic tool is right. of your craft, but you can be in music and not know where middle yes, seat is like yeah, like not understand yes, the basics
3: the of basics. your craft so many people are like that and yes.
2: it's so it's so infuriating like you can't do that like as, like a basketball player. like so if you go to like west 4th street in new york the the the, the playground that's out there <laughs> where the, where the guys just be balling or like at the rucker even the worst guy in the nba who's like on the practice yes. squad and sits on the bench mm-hmm will take you down to 4th Street and still wear you oh, are yeah. Because they gotta go through something
5: yes, to
2: get there. There's only so many slots in the NBA, mm-hmm. but you gotta go through something. Yep. That's not to say that everybody that's not in the NBA could not be there for whatever right. circumstance, but even if you get there, you belong oh, there. Oh,
3: yeah, and even if you get there, if you mess up while you're there, they'll kick you right out. That's right. I was with people at Berkeley that I'm like, what are you doing here? Right. Like, what are you doing here? Because granted, it's Sucks because if it's their passion and they love it, who am I to say no? Right? Because you want to do something that makes you happy and whatnot. For me, what happens is a delusion. That's where I get upset. I'm like, you want to dedicate. I had a friend who props. He loves music. That's all he wanted to do, but he couldn't be. You know, he didn't. He knew he was never really gonna have the chops, probably enough or the dedication enough, maybe. You know, to become like the best of the best. We pianist, to master any you know? instrument, it takes. So you know what he does? He works at the Steinway factory. And he gets to be with pianos all day and work on pianos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's still yeah. a huge part of his life. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's, it, I wish it was more elite, especially when it comes to certain categories, because then the quality and the collaboration in the whole art form would go up. Because yeah. I feel Absolutely. like now it's just an imbalance. It's one thing if there were a few people who maybe didn't know where middle C is, but I feel like it's the majority. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. I feel like access, like you brought up kids, right? and even the kids who didn't grow up to be musicians would know maybe, have seen a staff or a treble clef that's or right, something. That's right. right. All our friends' kids that come over our house within maybe 10 to 15 minutes of being there are, are playing, playing with the instrument. instrument.
5: That's
4: Yes.
3: Every single And by one. the way, not only them, adults too. Yes. Adults that can't play will like get out of the bathroom and they'll just sit in the piano and be like... And I'm like, even those 10 seconds that you touch that piano mm-hmm. today yeah. influence mm-hmm. your day. We have a
4: no case. I have a no case rule. Yeah. One of the things that I learned as a kid was if you if your instrument's in the case, you're never going to play it. That's right. Mm. So all of our instruments are out. That's And right. accessible. And it's just true. You That's, just will pick it up. <laughs>
2: it, it's so funny. I have like, so I have guitars and I, I play what I call bonfire guitar. Like,
5: <laughs>
4: That's me. I know, like, <laughs> ukulele. I like
2: three chords. Uh, like, yeah, but my brother's like, if I have a bass out. Like, so as soon as they come, over to my house it's a jam session yeah. like my nephews which is also funny because I am who I am and I've, I've, I've amassed all of this and none of my nephews wants to learn how
5: to play. No. They, they would just, no, they play,
2: but they didn't want me to teach them.
4: I oh want a gosh.
5: lesson. They, Are you they kidding?
2: just like, oh, we'll learn on YouTube. <laughs> it's just oh, like, I want a I'm lesson. Like,
4: this is how I feel about her. I'm going to call her out right now. Seven <laughs> years, not hell? one guitar <laughs> okay, lesson. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> that's
3: so Jen true. Jen <laughs> will be like, can you teach me how to play this? And I'll be like, yeah, and I'll teach you, and you'll learn You're Okay. 10, you know what? Like, I'll be like, help me figure out this hard no, part of the song. I'm sorry. Do you know why? She'll come and ask me for help, and uh-huh. before I can finish helping her, she's figured it out. No, no, but because you helped me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway. whatever you say, Jermaine.
5: <laughs> I'm
4: curious. Um, you. I mean. I- I can't imagine you adding 501 to the list, but okay. is there anybody out there?
2: Yes, I keep saying this.
4: Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. I've
2: met her a few times, but I have never worked with Barbara Streisand.
3: Wow.
2: I would Ooh. just love to do one thing, if it's just like a, a TV show or like a number, <laughs> just, <laughs> maybe
3: a special. Just or just, something. A,
2: just one thing, even if I'm just conduct like whatever it is, I always wanted to have. Um, I don't even know why. It just it just it just would be something that I would really
3: like. Well, Barbs, I know that you're a huge in our own world fan. So no. <laughs> Stryson, yes. One thing. She should yeah. want to work with you.
2: One <laughs> thing. Everybody else I've pretty much worked with that I that you I want wanted.
3: You MD'd for J Lo too, no? Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Um after after Mama died. And
3: the pianos behind her, so that's the best view in the house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I missed that gig, <laughs> Jim.
2: How do you deal? him <laughs> oh is such a musician. I will say, I will say this though. I will just affirm what you're saying because a lot of the guys in the band would say
3: that. <laughs> I'm a guy in the band. Exactly. Yes. I want to yes. be a guy in the band. <laughs> yes.
2: I was talking to a drummer friend of mine recently about this, like the hang is also part of the gig and the afterwards and the talking ish, like all that is part of being a musician. I remember when I was on stages when I was 15, 16 years old, the player, I'm playing second keyboards or something and the artist and the singer would come in and the leader would be like you're too loud shut up bring it down like either you go home and cry yeah,
4: yeah.
2: or you like get down when the singer starts yeah i did both but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. you
2: just like you, you line, just didn't see you, one of them like all these things just like it's like a big slab and it's chiseling you mm. and it's sculpting you to be the musician that you are if you take those the lessons right And so I took them all as lessons.
3: Whoever's listening out there, it doesn't matter if you're a musician or not, you can apply everything that we've explored and talked about today to your life. Absolutely. it doesn't matter what you do, if you do it with those same principles. Like, I'm sure people that work in an office feel the same way. Like, if there's a bad vibe, or, you know, you don't have respect, or, you know, certain things, it's never going to be a good environment. And like Jen mentioned, one of the reasons, and like, when we spoke to Brito as well, just people who are so successful, like to a certain in a certain way, you know, mm-hmm. like a certain you break through a certain point of success, you have to have your head on your shoulders, mm. right? And your, For sure. pe- your feet, like hitting the pavement, pounding the pavement, you know, and I haven't met one person who's been there that hasn't, you know, you say, oh, it's not work, but you've worked your ass off. Oh, yes. You travel, you're on a plane you know every other week you you never you don't even know what your year is going to look like you know i'm sure it's hard to keep in touch with certain family. it's
2: you're right it's it's you put the work in um i don't once again i love this so i didn't think of this as work but you're right it's it's a lot like the travel we always say as musicians when we're traveling especially when it's not good this is what we get paid for. Mm-hmm. It's the travel part. This, mm-hmm. The stage is the easy part. Yeah, you know, and I've been on planes uh, and canceled flights and Oof. having to drive across borders and just so many. I was on a flight once with a band. We were coming from New York to L.A. And some guy decided that he wanted to hijack the plane. No. It's what he said. So this oh. was a time like so we noticed this guy he's just walking it was a big plane and he's just walking around in a circle the whole entire time. So they is had This pre-9/11? Oh, this is way before yeah. 9/11. I was going to say walking yeah. around in a plane. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> like what no. air marshal This is this is the late 80s when Ooh. this happened. And so he's walking around. It's a, it's a cross country flight so it was a big plane right. and this was the time when they used to have movies like projectors wow. <laughs> that's how long ago that was and so he's just walking so the, the flight attendants are just looking at him and me and the band the guys. He's like what's up with this dude like and we're not paying him attention and then he kicked the projector over <gasps> and cut the whole movie off and everybody's like okay, oh okay what's going on then he just started screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> And then he said the magic words, we're not going to make it to California, oh. uh, blow this plane up. Ooh. And we're like, okay. And so the flight attendants, uh, they, of course, they look nervous and they go to the captain. Now this, is, this is the funny part about it, though. It wasn't funny, but this was the funny part. We're all New Yorkers, we're all coming from New York. And the captain was from New York, obviously, because he got on. and He was just like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to make an emergency landing. I guess you all know why.
5: Oh, <laughs> amazing.
3: <laughs>
2: and so we're, we're, we're landing.
3: But did they, did, did they grab this no, guy?
2: Well, the guy was sitting next to a, another dude the whole time, but he wasn't part of it. But for some reason, the crazy guy was listening to him. So he was calming him uh. down. So they had him in a chair. Uh, the flight attendants. He was still able to get up, but he was strapped in for some reason. And we're coming down, and we see all the like lights and
3: oh, like emergency. Vehicles. Oh
2: my God! Like SWAT and like dudes with hazmat suits on. Oh my oh, like, God! It was straight movie thing. Wow. And we land in. I don't even remember where we land. Like in the middle. It was a. It was an airport. It's a proper airport, but it wasn't like a big airport. And we land on the runway and we stop and FBI and oh, all the geez. people, they come on immediately, Grab they knew guy. exactly what CD was in, they Ooh, knew exactly they who he was, <clears throat> they grabbed him, took him off. But now we have to, since we diverted, we have to all get off the plane. Uh, they have to search, search to see if there's actually a bomb on the plane and they have to refuel. Oh, so we're all. Huddled up in this little firehouse. (laughs) Cramped, crowded, hot, hungry, all this stuff.
3: No, I'm sure it took forever. It
2: took four, four and
3: a half, five hours. Wow. Oh, no. Five
2: hours, almost longer than the flight.
3: And now flights are getting grounded for people who have diarrhea in the aisle. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. oh my God. Thank God.
3: Listen, that with all the times you fly, it could have been luck of the draw. You could have been on that flight.
2: Could have been. Well, <laughs> I was I was on a plane leaving the, the 30th anniversary at the garden on 911.
3: Oh, wow. So I was
2: leaving. We had just done a show the night before. We did two oh, shows. My
3: mom was there. Yes. Whitney was yes, there. Yes, she,
2: yes. Yes. And
3: she left because she said she got a weird feeling yeah. and changed her flight. She did. She said she got yeah. a funeral feeling.
2: Wow. That's that's I was so tired from working with everybody. then we had a party after the show and all that. But my flight was like eight something in the morning, going from New York back to Los Angeles yeah. to start rehearsals with with JLo. And so I was on the plane, and I know when I land I gotta go right to rehearsal. Yeah. So I was like, Okay, let me let me get something to eat. They were bringing the food around, right? And so I was like, "Let me eat," because when I land, I'm I'm not gonna have food. And and I'm starting to eat, and then the, the flight attendants just take all the food away, like fat. like oh, they didn't even announce. They just started taking it, even if we weren't finished. And the the, the looks on their faces was like, I was like, "What's going uh-oh. on?" And then the 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 captain comes on. This says, we have to make an emergency landing, and. This is the fastest we've ever gotten out of the sky in my life. It was like it felt like he was going like oh. this, and we landed in Ohio or somewhere, somewhere in the middle of the country. And I,
3: this
2: once again, no smartphones and right, right. none of that, so I had no idea what was happening. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, what's on our plane? Like, what's going um, on? Yeah. And then we get to the 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 terminal in the airport. Everybody's running around. People are crying. I'm, I still don't know what's going on. And they were like, it was a terrorist attack. And I was like, what? Like, what happened? <laughs> had to wait two hours to get the bags. It is like, there's no more flights today. And I'm like, okay. Then I called to L.A. to tell them. And they were like, we know nobody's flying. I was like, oh, no, I can't get to L.A. So now I got to stay here. Couldn't find a hotel room there. So they had to drive us to Kentucky or something. Oh. Finally, when I got to the hotel, we're talking about at least three, three and a half hours or so. I get there, we turn on the, the television, and then I see it, and mm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were just up there. Oh, my gosh. And it was the same. I still have the flight stub. Ooh. I still have it.
4: Yeah, that's not.
2: And it was the same MO, like, going to L.A., so it had enough fuel. Like, it, they could have been on our flight and weren't able to execute.
3: Well, we're very happy that you're here oh, Yes, We yes. weren't yes. on any of those flights. Yes. And before... We go to everybody's favorite news, Space World Network. Is there any. (laughs) I'm so. I don't know. I can't. I think I'm more impressed by his memorization of the buttons than everything we've talked about. Okay. Before we do our outer space news segment called Space News, is there any parting words you want to leave our listeners with other than you're welcome? You're welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Parting words? Um, I don't know. Today, I'm just feeling like we just need more love in the world. That's all. Like, it's just, it's so much happening. And there's a lot of distraction. And people want to divide you and all these things. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. Have some more empathy have some more love, have some more compassion, have some more understanding, Mm. have more patience. Everything does not have to happen now. Just because it's not happening now does not mean it won't happen. Have a little patience. We don't need to live in this microwave, especially when it comes to music. I want it now. Mm. I tell young artists now, sometimes just take the escalator up. Don't always go for the elevator. Just Mm. take the escalator, take your time up, see what's there you'll get there. You don't have to shoot right up because a lot of times you shoot right up and then you come down harder. Mm -hmm. And you
4: miss a lot on
2: the way. And you miss a lot on the way. So those would be my parting words. Love, compassion, empathy, patience.
3: Mm. Woo! My parting words! And before we leave, Uh ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it is time for everybody's favorite Space News Network, Space Space News! News! (laughs) NASA seeks citizen scientists to capture April 2024 solar eclipse. If you're not in the Space path names. of totality, you can contribute to research about the sun. Yes, I'm talking to you out there and in here. Using the free app Sun Sketcher 2024, citizen scientists can help advance heliophysics research by clicking as many images of the sun just before and after the solar eclipse. Why, you ask? Those images will help in recording... The images of the bright broken ring of sun known as Bailey's beads, which shine through the mountains and valleys on the edge of the moon just before the eclipse. Additionally, if you decide to partake in this epic data collection as a citizen scientist, you will legally have the right to yell, Didi, get out of my laboratory! <laughs> if you know, States. you know. Okay. SpaceX <laughs> <laughs> Space launches deal to loft Telestat light speed internet constellation. Each mission will see a SpaceX Falcon rocket carry as many as 18 lightspeed internet satellites to low Earth orbit. Telesat hopes it will be able to test its lightspeed constellation very soon. It's an optically linked network that will provide multiple gigabytes per second of data link and broadband connectivity across the globe by 2027. So don't worry, we're going to get you real good and connected, Michael. Other data and streaming companies are preparing for this huge advancement and have actually released a list of popular shows from other planets that will now be accessible with this Basically. data links. Some of which include Yellow Moonstone, Glork's Gone Wild, Keeping Up with the Clordashians, Sex and the Saturn. So stay tuned. Those sound wow. really good.
2: The Clordashians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: The Clordashians. The yes. way that Clem Chlordachian Clem Chloe's dates the same Yes Wow Alright UFOs should be tracked in the water As well as the skies A much-anticipated NASA report on UFOs calls for better tracking and scientific understanding of the unexplained phenomena that's captivating the public. Very obviously captivating the public. I am the public. I am captivated. (laughs) The panel of scientists and government officials convened by NASA kept most of the focus on ways to understand why individuals, including military pilots, say they're observing the skies. But UFO reports are full of accounts of mysterious objects submerging themselves in the sea as seen in a video acquired by CNN and other news stations just this year. Brian Helmut, Northeastern professor of marine environmental sciences, says, If I were investigating an alien planet like Earth, the ocean would definitely be the place to start. Not only does it comprise the vast majority of the living space and living organisms on Earth, but it is also comparatively unpopulated by the one species that needs to find it: Humans, that seems the intent. You know, hopefully they're not trying to destroy the planet because they're just chilling down there, but... <laughs> anyway, he continues by saying, if we can't find extraterrestrial life, at the very space least we news. could finally locate the pineapple under the sea. Wow. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> this has been Space, space news! news!
4: That was phenomenal. My favorite space news to date. Wow. Thank
3: <laughs> you space there. news. Jem, Michael, I have absolutely loved this conversation. So I much. love it when the cameras are off. But I'm happy they're on because yeah. for years and years and years, just like I keep going back to this and this, this is it, I will go back to this conversation. Hopefully Absolutely. show our kids one day. Yeah,
2: thank you so it's much It's been for a having. privilege to this record part of your story. I didn't even feel like we were doing anything. It just felt like we were just talking. He just
3: kind of never feels one. like he's working. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye.
5: Bye. <laughs>
4: This podcast is brought to you by Moonflower Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com.